Good evening. Welcome to Psychedelic Healing. This is your host, Sonia Cotto, nurse anesthesiologist and mental health advocate. I am here with Darren Babin this evening. He's the co-founder of Cannabis Radio, which actually produces my podcast that you are listening to right now. Welcome, Darren. Hi, Sonia. How are you? I'm awesome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Cannabis Radio and what uh, what you do for the public? Yeah, absolutely. Cannabis Radio is essentially uh, the world's largest podcast network for all things cannabis and psychedelics. We've actually been podcasting for around 20 years. In fact, Brasco, who is our producer right now in the background, Brasco tomorrow will be with us 18 years. A long time. (laughs) Congratulations. Yeah, we've we've been doing this a long time. We, you know, we started it in the digital marketing space. And then in 2014, we decided to to start in cannabis. And about 18 months ago, we added psychedelics to the mix. And um, that's just been exploding. Beautiful. Because psychedelics is the future. And cannabis is also a psychedelic. I think really when you look at it, it's, it's like plant medicine as a whole and you know what ketamine isn't, you know, plant medicine, but boy, it's certainly it's, it's psychedelic properties land. You're right there in the middle of, of psychedelia itself and and the healing that comes with it. So I, I, for one, am grateful for plant medicine, ketamine, you know, the, the, what psychedelics actually does for us. Yes. Huge fan. Yeah, definitely. Me too. And I'm sure the audience is wondering why I brought you on today. Ooh. Darren has a wealth of knowledge in his years and his experience and, you know, working with the medicine. We actually had an in-depth conversation uh, a little bit ago and I needed to have him here because this is probably one of the most important things when considering psychedelics and working with the medicine is really what is your intention being mindful of the intention when you're going on this journey and without a roadmap or a goal, you're really at the mercy of what the medicine wants to reveal for you. And, and you really just, you want that intention, right? And that's why you're here, you know? So do you want to begin and where you actually develop the intentions, the the three questions that we uh, kind yeah. of talked about. You know, look, I, I think it's, it's different for everyone, but I think there is a fundamental approach to psychedelics when you're at a place in your life, when you're looking for more than just pretty flashing lights and tracers, you know what I mean? I think, you know, in, in our youth, our impetuous youth, you know, that was a thing, you know, I think being a man of a certain age, you come to appreciate when you can go into yourself and learn about yourself in a way um, that you know so much more about the things that affect you that have ripple effects across your, your own life and you don't even realize it. And so, you know, I think COVID 
you know, for most people began to shine a spotlight on mental health and mental health awareness and thinking about, you know, ourselves and, and what's gotten us to where we are. I think a lot of people had a lot of time to think as did I. And, um, you know, so I, for one thought, you know, during that time, it's a good time to start looking at me. And so I started contemplating a macro dose of psilocybin in a journey, but I knew that it needed to be really well thought out. It needed, uh, there needed to be a framework around it. I needed to have the right support. I needed to have the right setting. Um, and I needed to have the right intentions around entering that type of, of space. And I think, you know, not just the, you know, having people with me, you know, just in case I had a bad trip, but people with me that absolutely knew how to hold space for me and a guide in a way that didn't lead me but assisted me in transitioning throughout some of the phases of the journey. And so, so important. That's a lot of, of variables to try and, and, and line up and believe it or not uh, for me, that journey began at, at a minimum of 12 months, 12 to 18 months out was when I began putting the, thoughts around that macrodose journey and what my intentions really needed to be. And I, I, I kid you not, it was really 12 to 18 months of a lot of soul searching and asking myself a ton of questions to arrive ultimately at three questions. And those questions really didn't gel for me until probably in the last few days ahead of the journey, even though I'd spent all that time thinking about it, I think that really kind of helped me when it got down to crunch time, even though I didn't know it was crunch time yet. Right. (laughs) Uh, But it actually was. And, and so I, I, I think, spending the time and thinking about it and asking myself these questions empowered me to be able to recognize that for me and myself and and you know this this could be used for anybody else as well mm-hmm. for me specifically i felt like there was something holding me back in in my life something that potentially had happened to me that knock me off my track as a human being and potentially crippled me from pursuing all that I could be. Right. And I kind of felt like that for a while. I, I, you know, this kind of, you know, just was eating away at me. And so in, in the last few days uh, uh, ahead of, this journey actually happening, 
before I even knew it was going down, my friend from San Francisco had planned a trip to come and visit. And he is, he's, he's not a shaman. I like to call him my shaman. <laughs> he is a, a plant medicine enthusiast and he has done many, the ayahuasca journey and, uh, you know, you, you name, you name the entheogen and he's, he is, uh, he has experience there. And hmm. so the moment I realized, I went, Oh my God, I, I put two and two together. He's going to be here. He knows how to hold space. He understands the medicine and the vibration. And it hit me like a ton of bricks this is the right moment. This is the right time. I have literally spent a year thinking about this. Oh, wow. So months, you didn't whatever. even have that planned. So it was really, it, it wow. wasn't, it, I knew that it was coming in my gut. I just, mm -hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know how or the who yet was, was going to support. And, and I got to tell you, it was by sheer, call it, you know, the stars in perfect alignment to make this happen, but it did. And, and so I asked, I asked my, my buddy, I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm like, I've been <laughs> contemplating this now. And, you know, I told him the story and he's like, Oh no, let's do this. We're going to do this. Right. Nice. And, and so the, the, the point at which he arrived I had, we had a few days ahead and that's when I knew, okay, I got to like, I got to catalyze all of these thoughts that have been, you know, I've been running through my head for the last, you know, 18 months about what I need out of this. And so that whole, I know something's holding me back thing was just sat at the core. And so the three questions I know something happened to me that has traumatized me. I want to know what it was that happened to me. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and essentially it was about my potential, right? What was it that clipped my potential? What was it that happened to me that locked my potential up? Where's that locked up and how do I set it free? Those three things it was extremely important for me to understand the elements of what traumatized me. Where is this locked up? And because in my mind, that makes sense. Let's find out how, if I know where it's locked up, I can set it free. <laughs> and, and so those three questions became the focal point of my intention for a 10 gram mushroom journey. Yeah. Wow. And these, these intentions really can be for anyone. Really. It's like, I know my potential is locked up inside of me. Where is it locked up? You yeah. know, and that's really, you know, really at the core of where a lot of chronic illnesses occur. They start in the mind, the trauma, the everything that we're locked up, it goes into our bodies. So it is a hundred percent locked up inside of you. I, I completely agree with that. You know, I, I find, I find myself to be very fortunate in the position that I'm in because I get to work with so many amazing people in the field of psychedelics like yourself. 
and I I get I get enlightened <laughs> in ways I can't even wrap my head around. Of course, you know because it's also psychedelics. Who can understand any of this in the first place? But you know, someone there's a new podcast that we're in pre-production on right now. And the the conversations are around Ibogaine. And their oh, nice. their you know their whole theory around you know using Ibogaine for the treatment of trauma is that the Ibogaine goes into your subconscious to heal the root of the trauma, which is in your subconscious. And if you deal with the pain and the trauma in your subconscious, then the outward manifestations that hamper us in life go away. And so, you know, when I hear, when I hear stories like this, you know, it, to me, it goes it it goes back to the power of the mind and the brain, and understanding that you know plant medicines have been here for a very long time. When you expose a brain to plant medicine, wow, watch out! Right. Well, imagine the the very little percentage that we actually utilize in the brain, and I'm sure everyone. Uh, in the audience has seen the different scans that occur, you know, during Imperial college psychedelic- London has them, right. Yes. Those side-by-side scans yeah. to show you what a normal brain activity looks like. And then you put up, you know, a scan of a brain on psilocybin or LSD or MDMA. And all um, those connections whew, on fire, just wow. glowing. Wow. Yeah. So imagine all the interconnections and the, the release and, and that is really the ability for you to go and search where it's locked up, where those traumas are underlining in, in that depth, you know? But I think that's potentially speaks to, you know, maybe pre-training your brain, right? Like you're essentially working out your brain in advance of a big event. I, you know, to me, any psychedelic event journey that you take this is a big event for your brain mm-hmm. right like oh, 100%. It, it, it's lighting it up in ways that it's not normally you know working like that and so when when these big events transpire you know if we're able to work on ourselves in advance and key in because i gotta tell you sometimes sometimes on a come up in a journey it can be hard to grab a hold of your intention because you know you can get lost in the medicine mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's yes. really easy and that's why it's so important that if you're there to find your potential to find and deal with trauma to understand the core of your addictions you have to ask these questions and you've got to have somebody holding space so that if you get lost in the medicine you can find your way back to what your goal and intent is there in in the first place the whole reason to you know 
go on a plant medicine journey um, is sometimes you're facing your own personal demons. And that takes a lot of courage, a lot of courage. Sometimes the only way you can face that is by working that out in your intentions, because that actually helps quell that fear and work out how you're going to address you and that journey because you face you and everything that, that comes with it. Wow. That's uh, scary and beautiful at the same time. It is. <laughs> that is the, the thing about it. It's frighteningly scary because sometimes you don't know which I got to tell you when I went on that 10 grams to find my personal, you know, find out what happened to me, you know what? It, it absolutely wasn't anything that you would expect, you know, like folks listening to this, like you might think, Oh my God, he was traumatized. He was raped as young boy. He saw someone murdered. No, it wasn't anything like that. My cat was run over by my best friend as a 12 year old boy. And I was at school and he came running in joking and laughing about his mom having just run over my cat on the way to school. And what he didn't know is my parents had gone through really hard times when I was uh, an infant and growing up. Right. So they got me a cat when I was six months old. I had that cat for 12 years, all my informative years. Mm -hmm. That cat was my best friend. I made a pact with that cat that, that said I would never, I would never turn my back on her. I would be there for her. She was there for me. She always was until the day that, my best friend ran over my cat and then I didn't speak up. I didn't say a word and I felt like I had betrayed her and I didn't know how to deal with the trauma of her death. My parents didn't realize that their 12 year old was shutting down inside. It's, it was a thing. Wow. And you know what? That affected me my entire life up until recently having had that journey and realizing what it was that I was struggling with. And that was essentially, I didn't know how to deal with death. And when someone or someone, anything close to me died, I shut down and I didn't cope. And so literally the mushroom flashed me from the point of, you know, the death, and realization of my cat was dead in front of my house to my first marriage. When my grandma died, I was super close with her. I shut down. It affected my marriage and my children flash forward to my second marriage. My mom died. My dad dies. And then one year later, my mom dies. I shut down totally, totally wreaks havoc wow. on, you know, on, um, you know, my work life, my, you know, relationship with my children and, you know, my then wife, it was crazy, right? Mushroom flashes forward to back to the side of the road. And it showed me it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. And I saw myself without the guilt that I had self-imposed as a 12-year-old boy, 
and carried that guilt all the way through to when I was an adult. Had no idea that's what happened. Couldn't have wow. picked that out in like, you know, ever. Wow. That exactly. Was it. Wow. It was amazing. Yeah, you would I would never you would think a trauma is something very well, you know what? That it was traumatic. Regardless, trauma losing. Can, yeah. Yeah. Trauma can be anything, right? Like you fall, you you have a uh a bike accident when you're a child. Let me tell you, I had trauma with a hot dog, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, no, this is traumatic. As, as a kid, I, I got sick on a hot dog in kindergarten, threw up projectile vomited all over the classrooms. It was so traumatic to this day. I've never eaten another hot dog. Now you ask yourself, does that qualify as trauma? So funny. It's, the things that I'm hearing folks talk about that Ibogaine is treating, it's it's the things that impact your world in a way that behaviorally speaking, you would not have acted that way. You would not respond that way if it did not create a trauma in you. Hence yeah. the, the subconscious effects of trauma. And so I got to tell you, <laughs> I would not have believed that the subconscious effect of, of trauma was a thing until I spent 18 months around setting intentions on a journey to find out how to find my, my potential and then did so on the side of a road as a 12-year-old boy having lost my cat. Wow. Yeah. There's, there's no way to replicate that in any way. No therapy, <laughs> no meditation. Yeah, yeah. No way. Wow. It's, wow. And that's, it, it's an unbelievable thing. I think when you, when you process and wrap your head around the impact of, of the recognition of what all that means. But I think the important thing is if you take the time to set your intentions and you you put focus around having the right people there to hold space for you you've got the right set in the setting right mm -hmm. and and you go on that journey don't waste that right, right. and what i mean by don't waste that is when you come out of that be prepared to use a voice recorder. Be prepared to use, um, you know, open Microsoft Word or Notepad, whatever, and mm -hmm. start writing. Take notes. It doesn't have to be pretty. It can be stream of consciousness. But the importance of that is, and, and by the way, I am still writing from that journey and that journey has now been, I want to say uh, almost a year ago. And so my integration has been to have conversations about what that journey was, the different sections of it, because it was, it, it was, you know, kind of compartmentalized across mm -hmm. the journey and 
the quantum time space that I was in. <laughs> yeah, how long but, was it? Well, so that's the thing is my journey was all focused around time. Time itself became a construct that was my shaman for the night. Time became my shaman. And so it was a very, very, we could save that for another time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it was. I have a few questions on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we won't waste any time on that. Right. Pun intended. Um, it, you know, it lasted roughly eight or nine hours on a clock. But. I was in a quantum time space and I easily spent three days in that journey. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that was quite a, a quantum dose. Yes. Well, yeah. At 10 grams. So they, they, it's twice what the charts are. <laughs> the charts go to five grams. And so I doubled that. Interesting. And I needed well, it. I needed it. Yeah. I, I knew that I needed it. <clears throat> I, um, I have had, you know, other mushroom journeys in the past. This was one that, you know, with full contemplation and thought around my desire to get an answer to something very specific. And ironically, um, it took about seven minutes for the medicine to to fully hit me i immediately went laid down pulled an eye eye shade over my my face and that just didn't matter because i had i was already in some other quantum time space and and in that moment reminded myself my anchor right and this is important for anybody listening is if you've spent the time on your intentions you have to remember no matter what you have to remember on your way up if when you feel that medicine swirling around you you have to grab on to why am i here why, why? am i here right mm -hmm. and that's when you pull out your intentions whatever they are right I want to know, you know, why my mother treated me like this. I want to know why my dad was like this. You know, I want to know, it doesn't matter whatever it is. You want to, you want to ask the plant medicine X, Y, or Z, put, put your t intention and focus around that. Great. But, but don't forget it in the journey on the way up. That is in my, if, in my op opinion, if you're going to take the time to do plant medicine, that is the most yes. important, critical juncture of that journey because that's setting the tenor for everything. And that's when you're, that's, that's what you're there for. That's your healing. That's your slim chance to make sure that it actually, you actually get onto that ride. Otherwise, you don't. And, you know, the universe, uh, for those that don't set any intentions and say, hey, <laughs> I'm going to throw the dice and universe, leave it up to you. What do you want to tell me? Okay. 
like like uh, boarding a plane without a destination, right? You never know where you're going to land. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I would never, you know, like, sure, you can do it. I, I don't recommend it because once you understand what, what the tool that plant medicine is, well, then to not properly set your intentions is just a waste, right? Yeah. And then on the backside, if if you're not consciously integrating, and let me let me make sure I say that again, consciously integrating, because I think conscious integration is the thoughts and deeds put around exercising what you learned I, on that journey. Okay, you were talking about consciously integrating. Yeah. yeah you know, look, I think if if we don't consciously integrate, then I think we're we're wasting the effort placed in the thought and energy put into our putting our intentions around whatever that experience is meant to be, right? If we're talking about healing trauma, if we're talking about struggling with depression or PTSD, you need to put your thoughts around that whole framework. And if you put all of that thought and energy into that and, you know, you've created, you know, uh, a, a safe space in, in your uh, set and setting and you've got someone to hold space for you and you go on that journey and then you're done and then you just think about it afterwards and you don't really do anything with that information that you've gotten because I guarantee it, you got a lot of information while you were on that journey. Yes. <laughs> it's impossible not to. And and if you if you have new knowledge, right? If we don't do anything about that knowledge that we now have, we're responsible for that. Right. So making a conscious decision to integrate right is in my opinion the the sewing up you know the the journey in a proper way because that is what rubs kind of the you know when you come out of a, of a journey we're not we don't always remember every detail about it right? It's hard. Sometimes it can be kind of noisy and sometimes it can be so overwhelming with a lot happening and you want to remember this. The act of integration is spending the time to remember, to yes. sort back through that because that remembering, you are remembering so much new stuff that came flooding in from the parts of your brain that don't normally communicate with the part of your brain that does. And so integrating is taking that time to map all that information that you experienced out in whatever way that is comfortable for you. You don't have to write. You don't have to do that. If you want to voice memo it, voice memo it. But it's important to walk through that and don't cheat yourself, right? Don't don't say, okay, well, I'm going to do an hour of this 
and that should be enough. <laughs> like right. I said, I have been integrating on that journey from a year ago and I'm still integrating on it. I can still step outside my backyard in the morning and stare at a little baby spider web that was built overnight. And as I stand there looking at that spider web, a tear starts running down my eyes and I'm marveling at that little guy's work because a part of that journey was also gaining an appreciation and respect for life to honor it. So I honor that life while it's here. I honor it when it passes. And I learned about that life journey on that, on that mushroom experience. And so now even a year later, I can stand in my backyard and I feel like it was yesterday, but only because I have, I have, I continually throughout my week in, in off moments or times when I can share with others or open up um, WordPad and, and get into my document and do a little bit more, working my way through that journey from, from that night. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's probably the most important is the integration part afterwards, being able to incorporate that and just have that realization, that knowledge that you were handed, you know, to be able to just. It, it was, wow. you know, I think first when your intentions are as crystal clear as what mine were, you know, in a quantum journey that I was experiencing, it, to me, it, it probably took, you know, hours before I ever got to the place that I could say I was at the side of that road, guilt-free, realizing it wasn't my fault that my cat was run over, right? All told, in reality, it was probably no more than 27 minutes from the time <laughs> the, the mushrooms hit me to the time I fully had my own personal healing and was done with the recognition of everything that I had asked around my intentions. So about 27 minutes of journey, I got everything I, I came for that I thought, right? <laughs> The rest of that journey was time teaching me how to mourn lost love and going from different circumstances, even to the side of a Native American Indian and a ceremony that was happening for Indians who had been lost for whatever reason. And time plopped me right down there to mourn dead Indians. I don't know why, but I did. And I can't even remotely tell you, I bawled like a baby, bawled and learn how wailed to mourn. for these Indians that I had no, I don't know who they were, but I was mourning the loss of them with those that, that were still alive. And I think the 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 part of 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 the rest of that, you know, eight hours or whatever the hell it was, was learning 
this is what happened to you. <laughs> now, this is how it's done. This is what we do as life forms when we lose loved ones. This is how this is how this works. So we're going to learn here. And then we're going to go over here to this situation and we're going to learn here. I got dropped into instances where I was mourning lost love for any soul out of all time. You want to talk about the weight of like, yeah, whoa. <laughs> like wow. it, you, you must have cried so much. Oh, you have God. no idea. Yeah, I can't even begin to tell you. It and it was it was me trying to provide them comfort, right? So it was it was almost like the cost for me to come and get what I needed was I needed to be willing to step up and help those souls that were out in time generationally and be willing to give back whatever that energy was that I was giving back. Well, that's what it was. That was my cost for entrance that night. You want to go, you want to go find your own personal healing. Great. But you're going to learn how you should have dealt with death and losing close loved ones. And this is what that journey looks like. This is what it looks like for the natives. This is what it looked like for, right. And all these different instances. And, you know, you can't be prepared <laughs> for what that's going to be when, no way. yeah, you don't know what you're stepping into. I can wholeheartedly tell you, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Yeah, My appreciation free. for plant life and animal life and life in general, like I can't, I, 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 I tried to watch Avatar too, and it's it was painful, yeah. <laughs> right? Just, well, just the, just the, the freedom the, of that guilt. I mean, oh. ah, now what's that worth, right? Yeah. Like we carry guilt around, like you know, it's attached to us, and we carry it for our entire lives. And that wasn't my guilt to carry. No, I thought it was, but it absolutely wasn't. And, you know, I, I don't think I would have had the same experience remotely if I hadn't put the time around thinking so much about what I needed from the plant medicine. And so I'm a firm believer that intentions and integration, those two eyes, <laughs> if you understand how to, to set your intentions properly and you can integrate, then your ability to learn more about you and to deal with your own house, if you will, right? We all have yeah. stuff where, you know, we're all imperfect human beings. And, you know, I, I think my experience was one that, that absolutely shows 
we may not understand the things that are holding us back, the things that are acting as a crutch or uh, a burden of guilt that we're hauling through life because we don't see what we're hauling with us, right? What we glom onto that we think we bear the burden of responsibility for. I bore no responsibility in my cat's death, but I bore the, the guilt around her death for nearly my entire life. And I think that's a lesson for other folks to really understand that it doesn't have to be something crazy big that, you know, is causing you damage or harm in your daily life or your relationships with your family you know, your relationship around substances, you know, I, I mean, we, we yeah. all, we all tend to try and, and cope. And so I think plant medicine, if you understand this journey, uh, there, there's a lot of power behind it. And, you know, again, taking the right time to set your intentions and integrating properly tantamount to success. Yeah. 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 And then these questions, I mean, you discovered each question. Why is it locked up inside me? What happened to make it occur? It was easily answered. And then how do you set it free? Like, how do I set it free? That last question, you set it free just by knowing. Yeah. It was, it was exactly that. It was totally the knowledge uh, and watching all the different examples, seeing all these other times in my life where the exact set of circumstances would play out, different people, mm-hmm. different time in life, same example, you know, a death, losing someone important and just shutting down and it affecting everyone and everything in my life. And so with, with kind of seeing that, just kind of charted out in my head right and and seeing that so plainly then you can easily see that oh shit that that's not none of that's my fault (laughs) yeah being able to look at it in the not 12 year old eyes right exactly and i think that's that's the point is is you know if a lot of us tend to look at the things that have affected us so hard as things that we have done. I've done this wrong. Uh, this was done to I, me, uh, and, and instead of evaluating the intent around the things that are maybe holding you back, right. And mm-hmm. identifying those core elements and just asking yourself, but it's a whole lot of reflection. Right. And, you know, I think a lot of people could be skeptical. (laughs) I can wholeheartedly tell you. Yeah. But it's part about doing the work. What is not for the faint hearted. It's not at all. I mean, this, Mm -hmm. this was, this is not an experience that I would recommend to anybody to undertake lightheartedly. And uh, again, 
I, I the only reason why I did it was literally the planets aligned perfectly with the the right time, the right place, the right people. Um, and I had, I had done the work already in my mind for 18 months. So, yeah. you know, again, I think that really played so much into the success mm-hmm. of the experience, but it can also be not so good for those that are just kind of haphazard about no intentions, no real thought given to set or setting. You know, I've heard mm-hmm. horror stories, you know, people, oh, I, you know, I took five grams of mushrooms and I was at this nightclub and I ended up in the bathroom on the floor in a fetal position. Really? <laughs> You're <Yeah>. kidding? <laughs> no, <Yeah>. really? <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. Like, that's just not what, you know, plant medicine is for. <laughs> so, right. yeah. And that's why, you know, with the listeners, that's why I wanted, you know, with this exact podcast, really just teaching what is the safe. I in no way will condone and recommend anyone do what Darren did in any way in, no. in dosing, right? You want to have somebody guide and hold yep. space, which he did have. Um, and, but really just emphasizing why I brought him on was about the intentions, because that is what's most important when you are going to tamper and experiment and really use this medicine for healing, any of the medicine for healing, you know, it's all about having that intention, why you're doing it, what your goals are for treatment and really having that guide map. Cause right. Like you said, Darren, when the medicine has you, it kind of goes on its journey and you're just going along for the ride, but having that anchor moment with having that intention, it will always bring you back in. Now, let me ask you a question, right? Because Mm -hmm. for those that don't know, Sonia is also our wonderful ketamine um, therapy doctor. Um, (laughs) And so, so, okay. When I come in for a ketamine booster, I will set my intentions Yes. And it's funny because although I set my intentions with ketamine, it seems like nothing that I ever set my intentions around with ketamine is, is ever it's, it's like, you know, and and so I'm assuming that's because of the dissociative. Correct. There's multiple factors there too. Um, It could be also dosing sometimes, um, you know, you are on the higher side. Sometimes it's your mind just goes wherever it Where needs to it, go at that time, yeah. you know, but yeah. it is used for grounding because I do have a lot of patients that when, with their intentions, it's important that we go over intentions before every infusion and that they're able to use it as a guide, as an anchor, right? Where I'm safe. I feel peace. I'm content. I want to know my purpose, you know, all these questions that they're asking and just having almost like a mantra within it. Um, Yeah, definitely ketamine is a little bit more different in that it is a dissociative. So your mind just kind of wanders and there's really no anchoring like in that physical body form, you know, Um, you just kind of go along, but having those therapeutic anchor words and, you know, just different things that we show them that they're safe, you know, by touching their leg the blood pressure cuff that goes off. Those are all grounding to know here I'm in this space and also allows them to go back to that intention. Right. right? As a reminder. Right. right? And I well, also do I, encourage recording. That's for sure. Because the audio recording is, is definitely clutch. 
to, well, to be able yeah. to verbally journal. And, and I, th- yeah, that I think it, as long as someone is doing that, especially as soon after the journey as possible, then you're really capturing, because I think for a lot of people with, with psychedelics, the experience tends to sort of fade almost like a dream does the farther away from the dream, the harder it is to remember. And so quicker you're able to get stuff down. I feel like the, the more you're able to stay in the whole experience because you can review it it will jog more thoughts around other sections that you forgot because that's the whole idea of this is Mm -hmm. to continue working your way through it and go oh my god that's right that did happen you know because again the more that you're able to remember the more you're able to to potentially grab elements around what you got as your healing that are further, you know, justifications to you having an understanding about X, Y, or Z uh, event exactly. that happened in your life. Perfect. And and mm-hmm. so it's just a, it's a process. <laughs> it's Never a process. process. Correct. Yes. Of growth. Yes. But, you know, no, this was perfect. It's all about sending intentions and integration. And that was my goal in this topic. And you hit it on the head. Awesome. awesome thank you so much darren this was such an amazing talk if if i didn't stop us now we could keep going all <laughs> I night know, long I know. so uh <laughs> yeah thanks thank you so much for having me sonia i i always love having these conversations no yes i definitely enjoyed it thank you so much you have thank a beautiful you. evening bye 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 The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.